Welcome to the About Practice podcast, a show about bridging the gap between research and practice and education. I'm Ryan Estrellato, and in this episode, Josh Rosenberg and I talk about why we want to do a show like this, how we do research for our projects, the practical problems of consuming research, and why the Alan Iverson talking about practice interview is a surprisingly good analogy for education research. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan S, that's R-Y-A-N-E-S, and you can find Josh on Twitter at jrosenberg6432. Enjoy the episode. I wonder if now is a good time to talk about the uh, the Alan Iverson uh, analogy. <laughs> it is, yes. Because it's so like... I mean, I think it started out as a little bit as a joke, but it's like the more and more we dug into the analogy, it's like, I don't know, there's a lot about this analogy that works for what we're trying to talk about. Walk us through the Allen Iverson uh, interview. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, So I'll just I'll just off the cuff here. Um, My understanding is that Allen Iverson uh, was a basketball player for the Philadelphia 76ers. And he was, I believe, an all-star at the time and a very hardworking uh, player. And he was uh, in a famous interview um, asked by journalists about whether he was present at a practice. (laughs) And um, it's an amazing interview. It's an amazing interview um, where Iverson makes the case that practice is very important to him, um, that he practices uh, with the team. Um, and at the same time, that uh, that <laughs> I can't say it as well as a, a, ten, a, a 10 second clip of the video can. Yeah, yeah we'll, portray, put but, we'll, we'll put one in. Yeah. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a, not not the game that I go out there and, and die for, and play every game like it's my last. Not the game. We're talking about practice, man. I mean, how silly is that, man? We're talking about practice. I know I'm supposed to be there. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I know that, and I'm not I'm not shoving it aside, you know, like it don't mean anything. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? Um, but he's, he's dismayed that these reporters are asking about practice when they see him sort of out there um, just putting his entire heart into the game, uh, the game itself, too. So um, what do you see in this, Ryan? What's, what, do you, what do you make of this? At one point, we in our uh, Slack chat, we started to just play with the analogy. To, to, and, you know, one thing that was interesting was the idea of, like, can we think of research as um, what Alan Iverson was the distinction I feel like he was trying to make was there's what you do to prepare for the game. And then there is your execution of those things in the game. And uh, clearly from the interview, he felt that um, we should be valuing what happens uh, um, in, in the game because that's, that's what people are enthusiastic about and, 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 and that's what people pay to see. And you know, these folks who have loyalty to a team um, are rewarded by you know, when things go well in the game. 
Um, and so there was this idea that, that, you know, you and I were sort of passing back and forth of like, well, you know, what's the end game in education? Well, it's the education of, of students, right? And so can we think of like the classroom as the actual game? You know, that's where that happens. Of course, it's not the only place that that happens. There's all kinds of things that kind of go into that. But, it, but that's like where, you know, if you, if you want to pick a moment in the education of a child, it's this interaction between like a teacher and the child or, you know, a, a student and another student. But it's in the classroom. And then can we then think of like research as in order to learn how to do that really well, we control an environment um, so that we can study it. Um, and uh, I'm deliberately not using the word practice here because I think it gets confusing because at some point in the analogy gets sort of gets turned around. But like in a way, that's sort of what Alan Iverson yeah. is saying is like, well, you know, when we when we are preparing for a game. It's not the game itself, right? Is it valuable? Yes, of course. In fact, I think at some point he says, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not setting that aside. I know that it's important, but why are we talking about this? Why are you making such a big deal about this, you know, practice that I miss? At one point, he, you know, at one point he has this line where he says, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, um, uh, but we're talking about practice, is, is what he says, right? And, and I can almost, you know, I've talked to a lot of teachers. They're all very, very nice. So I don't think, you know, I don't think they would get, you know, too worked up about it, but it wouldn't be surprising to me if there was this point of view of a teacher's like, well, hang on, I'm in the classroom every day, you know, teaching and trying to make this happen. And then the study comes out. And now like the entire school has to use the thing to study, but nobody ever, you know, this kind of happens. There's this thing called, uh, you know, that I don't know if this is a formally called this, but if I said it to a teacher, I know immediately you know what I meant. Initiative fatigue. This idea of like constantly being given new stuff to do. And there's a little bit of feeling of like, but y'all didn't ask me, like, there are parts of this that when you execute it in the classroom, there's some practical sort of things that we need to adjust that it would have been nice to, to be able to talk about this before so that we could figure out a good way to do it, right? It's a, to me, it's another way of saying like, <laughs> I'm the franchise player, but we're talking about, you know, practice. So we're not talking about like the game. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we talking about practice, not a game, not a game, not a game. Is the practice game analogy a um, uh, metaphor? Rather, is the practice game metaphor a a better one? for what we should be doing in education. Um, what's our, what's our, yeah. The, um, in, uh, so in the, uh, the series, television series, Ted Lasso, they, um, you know, they sort of parody the, uh, this, this whole scene. And we'll, we'll put, put some audio in also of, of that. Um, but Ted Lasso says something that I don't think actually happens in the Alan Iverson interview, but he says something like, when we practice, we this is the only place that we can control everything. And then when we go out and we play the game, like it's us versus them and we can't control it, right? We're talking about practice. Not a game. Not the game. We're talking about practice with your team, with your teammates. The only place that we get to play together, we got control over. Rest of the time, it's us 11 against those 11. We're talking about practice, man. I'm talking about practice. And you can't do it because you're hurt. And I think what he's getting at is that's why practice, or in, if we go back to 
the metaphor research is important it's it's we can control the situation for the purpose of learning um and that's important right because we can we can get generalizable knowledge now i think the problem is then we expect that generalable generalizable knowledge to work precisely the way it did in this controlled environment in the classroom and i think we can get stuck into this thing where it's just like well it didn't work therefore the research is wrong when really i wonder if there's a more nuanced sort of interpretation of that which is well, but it was done in a controlled environment, right? Like, let's not throw the whole thing out. Let's see what adjustments we have to make in our own environment, practical sort of environment in the game, going back to the metaphor, that might give this thing a shot at getting the results that we saw in the in <laughs> practice or like the, you know, the, the, the research, uh, the research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe, um, like, imagine that you're in this game and you're watching this, you're, you're, you're a player, you're a coach, and you're watching a clip from the game. And it's like, okay, this moment is like where our defense broke down. Like, right. And so what we need to do is like learn to see this, this like series of, uh-oh, basketball knowledge is falling short. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, we could talk soccer more easily. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so like we need to like, pull out this moment this is i guess what i'm trying to say and like like recreate it in practice and see if we can gain like like start to be able to see that happening in a game too so you can like maybe go through it a number of times in practice and then the game you see it so like that's i mean maybe that's just what happens and maybe this is just an imperfect system but but maybe but i think that what happens sometimes is that the problem doesn't start with within from within the game or it doesn't originate from within the game the problem comes from somewhere else and sometimes that's good like we like like my my bayesian idea for instance i don't think well okay let me actually drop that let me let me leave that aside for a second because i think there's ways to think about that addressing problems with how kids um kids kind of struggle with like null hypothesis statistical testing like it's basically torturous like no one understands it like statisticians don't understand it. Yeah. so like clearly that is a problem but like just to like to give another example like maybe maybe uh to, to play out another example like maybe you have this idea from from um develop developmental science or developmental psychology and you think it has educational implications and so you design an intervention around this kind of developmental science idea and you bring it to teachers and want to implement it like that that could be good because it's a new idea and it could be salient for a number of reasons surprisingly so um but it could also not be relevant it could also kind of just land with a thud because teachers are like you're not speaking the language that we're speaking this isn't really a problem that we face but we do face these other this problem and that problem (laughs) why don't we work on those um and so so I guess what I'm trying to get at is like, where do the problems come from? And is it, is it really a two-way kind of relationship between the game and practice? And which, which seems healthy. Like sometimes, you know, yeah. things come up in practice that you can apply in the game, this new thing, this new basketball move. There's yeah. no basketball move there. Um, <laughs> and and sometimes, sometimes the other way around, you identify things from the game that you decide you need to kind of pull out and abstract and, and, um, and, and control and, kind of do these powerful things that you can do in research, maybe be able to generalize if you look across different games or something like that. Um, so. Um, I love that. I hadn't thought about that. Like the, where, where the problem comes from, it informs the relevance of the problem for the practitioner, right? Like 
it, that's super interesting because you know if you were a soccer coach and the way that you designed your your training program was to uh, look at the history of training programs and continue that it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world but maybe not as useful as what you said in your example which is let's look at 10 videos of like let's look at videos of the last 10 matches and let's identify patterns and you know you know maybe we gave up goals and like set pieces or something and like and then that informs the way we we train 